new inductees to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Very, very little corresponding buzz. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins, where you found this. Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, Joe Maurer, all in. Billy Wagner, just barely out, missed by five votes. Those were the four guys that I voted for on my ballot, and I'm pretty confident that Wagner will get in on his 10th and final ballot next year. So I'm feeling pretty good about the way the process played out. I'm feeling really, really good about the caliber of the selections in general across the scope of the Baseball Writers Association of America as a whole. You know what else I'm feeling pretty good about? There's not really all that much excitement about this. There's really not a ton of discussion or debate, and that's okay. Not everything needs to be hot take this, hot take that. If you think about what the Hall of Fame is, it's an honor. It's something after a career is over to be bestowed upon the best of the best. And the way the Hall of Fame itself crafted the criteria way back with the first class in 1936, you know, the one with Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, and a certain Pittsburgh shortstop named Hannes Wagner being among the very first to go in, character has always been a consideration. Now, part of that has to do with, of course, the lingering stench of the Black Sox from the late 1910s, having to bring in Kennesaw Mountain Landis, a justice to be the commissioner, just to try to make sure that the public's faith in the national pastime was restored and then from there sustained. So there was a heightened sensitivity back then. People didn't want to go to the ballpark thinking that what they were witnessing was off or impure or inappropriate. That scandal, of course, was rooted in gambling. The scandal of this century, of course, was steroids. And to an extent, when we went to see the steroid shows, we knew what we were watching. I remember as a season ticket holder at Three River Stadium, seeing several of those Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa shows, and I'm not just saying this in hindsight, they, they turned my stomach. Something was off, especially with McGuire. You could just see it. And adding to the turning of my stomach was watching Pirates fans cheer him on and Don't deny that that happened because I was in the building and they very much did it. They were cheering for McGuire or Sosa to get home runs off of Pittsburgh pitchers. Everybody was into the freak show. And I'm not talking about the 1997 Pirates. I'm talking about the old school going back to, I don't know, medieval times, I guess you could say. That kind of freak show. The same thing captivated San Francisco. They all knew. They knew what Barry Bonds was doing. They knew that when he was going to break Hank Aaron's record, why Bud Selig 
refused to go out there and attend. Everybody knew. They just somehow contorted themselves into this warped mind frame that said it was okay. Eh, it's okay. What's your justification for that? Well, everybody's doing it. How do you know everybody's doing it? What if everybody isn't doing it? I mean, how can you know? Well, do you think, I don't know, Ken Griffey Jr. is doing it? No, no, not Jr. Okay, so you don't think that everybody's doing it. I mean, it's everywhere. Look, if it's the hitters, it's probably also the pitchers. So it's all equal, right? Well, no. Because if the pitchers are cheating, that's also a problem. Character clause, again, was inserted by the Hall of Fame. Not by Major League Baseball, separate entity. Not by the Baseball Writers Association of America, of which I'm a member. Another separate entity. The Hall put it there. Do you know how much of the character clause has changed since 1936? That's right. Not one syllable. The ballot that I received via old school mail in December was the same ballot that sports writers were getting in 1936. Protecting the integrity of baseball is part of the fabric of baseball. It became part of what made baseball such an enormous part of Americana. We learned from the mistakes of the 1910s. Baseball learned. Pete Rose learned the hard way. It's not the writers who kept Rose out and continue to keep him out of the hall. It's Major League Baseball. That was a commissioner's decree. He was banned from baseball. That banned the hall from putting him on the ballot because he was no longer considered to be part of baseball. The writers had nothing to do with that. If this hall had no character clause, kind of like the NFL, I mean, the NFL says it doesn't have any consideration for character, but then there's at least discussion about it with each election, you'd see Barry Bonds and all the other cheaters get in. They'd get in on my ballot. I can tell you that right now. Take out the character clause and I'm voting for him because what else would I be standing on? But that said... Seeing this group of terrific players with spotless backgrounds who did a ton for the game uh, in their respective markets, but also specifically in the case of Beltre, you're talking about one of the best international players in baseball history. With Helton, you're talking about a civic giant in Denver and broader Colorado. And with Maurer, it's like a storybook. Minnesota kid ends up being the best catcher in the American League for a decade for his hometown twins. Those are good stories. Those are things that add to baseball, not subtract. And anybody who's still pining for any of the cheaters, including the ones who got left out yesterday, all the Alex Rodriguez types, Gary Sheffield, Carlos Beltran, I dare say that they're way more interested in sustaining an outdated debate than they are in what's best for baseball. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone. 
an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800 degree stone and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Medi, who says, DK, if the Pirates are going to spend $10.5 million on a role as Chapman, why don't they just go get Trevor Bauer for that much or less? He would slot in perfectly at number two. Now, you don't bring this up specifically, but I'm going to at least guess that you're referring to character issues on both of these players' counts. Chapman had... An incident that got him suspended for 30 games in which a domestic dispute resulted in him drawing a gun. Bauer, ugh, I don't even know how to describe that. Go read about it if you're interested. But Bauer's had his own issues that basically got him blackballed from the game. And there are versions of his story that suggest that he was falsely accused and he could theoretically be back in some teams' good graces, he still isn't. He still isn't signed. He's still available, even though one would have to think he'd be a pretty good pitcher for somebody. All of which, to be blunt here, kind of sucks. Jihwan Bay had a domestic violence issue in South Korea. Went through all the requisite counseling, said all the right things when he signed with the Pirates, repeated them again when he was promoted to Pittsburgh last year. It still kind of sucks. And I don't mean in the real life way. In the real life way, it really sucks. I'm just referring to the far less important baseball context. It kind of sucks that it's part of baseball. You're going to have good people and bad people in all sports, so I'm not singling out baseball, certainly not singling out the Pirates. But as much as you'll hear, and I've heard this forever, this sentiment that you know every good team has mostly bad seeds or at least has a handful of bad seeds and it toughens you up and it hardens you and it gets you more ready for the real competition and the spirit that you need to make it through a whole summer in 162 games, I'm not a buyer. I'm not a buyer in that. I covered the 2013 to 15 Pirates. There were one, maybe two people who would have fit that bill and nowhere near at this kind of level off the field. You can win with good guys. You can win with character. You can win with Neil Walker, Andrew McCutcheon, A.J. Burnett, Russell Martin, Michael McHenry. And then when you go to the outside, you can win by adding a Justin Morneau and 
Edinson Volquez. That team had character oozing through the walls. Never mind being led by a great man like Clint Hurdle. I'm going to do a lousy job here of answering your actual question, Maddie, because I haven't done due diligence yet in the 24 hours since Chapman's been signed on everything related to his incident. I will. I plan to. I'll do the same diligence on how he's responded to that incident, to that suspension, to that embarrassment. Same as I did with Bay, and the same as I would do with Bauer. But, you know, there is such a thing as, as too much of a bad thing. And I'll leave that right there. I appreciate the question. I do. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Pirates. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 